<coughs> so we go to page uh, 16. Looks like the Tibetan. So now we are going to start going into uh, a different list, the list of things. The four this, the eight that, the thirty-seven this, the nine this. <laughs> okay, uh, because we don't can't really uh, if you can't list, if you cannot name uh, list, you can't really can't really call yourself a Buddhist yet. <laughs> through is uh, the list of things that you find in uh, I would say in generally in all Buddhist uh, in all Buddhist 
uh, traditions, whether it is Mahayana or Theravadan, whether it is uh, Tibetan or Chinese. But these are the things, these are the common things that makes them call themselves Buddhists. Okay. Now the very first list is when the Buddha first came out of uh, came out from under the Bodhi tree and started to walk and uh, his first teaching and the first list of things that he gave out was uh, what, what referred to as the, uh, the first <coughs> call him the, the four noble truths sometimes referred to as the uh, uh, four uh, well it's not really an English word but sometimes we don't use the we use the Sanskrit word Arya for it the four Arya truths because the noble, word noble for some people doesn't quite really convey the meaning of uh, the, the, the term Arya okay. so <coughs> the term Arya itself it refers to someone who has uh, who has had a direct perception of the true nature of reality and it refers to uh, it, it's really a comparison between uh, the, the different types of, of, of people the different types of beings there are those who are as far as the spiritual path spiritual path is concerned they, are, they have reached a, a point where they are definitely uh, on their way out of samsara they are about to reach uh, some sort of uh, enlightenment okay. and these beings are called superior they are superior to other beings and that's what the, that's what the term Arya sometimes refers, refers to okay. so, the, so the four Arya truths or the four noble truths are their truth in the sense that these are like uh, as far as an Arya is concerned these are truth okay when, when, when an Arya looks at the world because they see the world uh, more realistically than uh, a, a, a non-regular uh, what person a regular person a regular guy <coughs> when, you, when an Arya looks at the world the Arya sees the world for what it is Okay. and these are the truths about the world that, he, that, that the Arya uh, perceives and, and these are, that's the four noble truths and, uh, and the four noble truths uh, if, anything, if anything calls itself uh, Buddhist the, it, the four noble truths are like the, the foundation for, for, for everyone and within the four noble truths all the other teachings uh, come out of Okay. So the first truth is regarding the condition of of of, of, of samsara, and is, is the truth of suffering. Uh, some some people prefer to some people uh, prefer to translate it as uh, as uh, dissatisfaction. Some people tr uh, refer to it as uh, also there's a nice little term I I saw not long ago. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, pain, pain, the, the, the truth of pain, the suffering. Uh, somebody give it like more like a psychological uh, translation, like uh, hmm, I forgot the term that they use, but. <coughs> It refers to the condition of of 
our condition, this condition of beings who are not yet enlightened. What is their condition like? And, and it's not simply uh, uh, the kind of emotion that comes up while, while you are living, but it's actually it, 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 it's referring to everything that's part of samsara, everything that makes uh, make you up. So it's not only that you have uh, experiences that are suffering, but it is the very mind that is uh, uh, experiencing this. The mind, that mind itself, is the truth of suffering. And the environment that you are living in, that environment itself, is the truth of suffering. The body that you have, the kind of body that you have, in, in, uh, is, is, also, is also the truth of suffering. So the truth of suffering is not, is not simply... Uh, some experience that you have. If you are not yet enlightened, your very existence, the way you are existing, is the truth of suffering. So the truth of suffering permeates you. And in what sense uh, is, is, a, is, a, is a being suffering? And what did it mean by, why is it, why is it the truth of suffering? Uh, because of what you have to go through. Uh, the condition of being born going through birth is suffering uh, you, you have to endure some sort of uh, suffering and after you're, after you're born you have to go staying, uh, being alive is, is, is a kind of suffering because as you are alive you're trying to uh, uh, keep yourself from getting sick you're trying to keep yourself from, from, uh, uh, from, uh, from being harmed so there's always the constant, constant worry in your mind that you may, uh, you may come into harm. Okay. So being alive, uh, you experience getting sick, and as you're, uh, uh, not only are you experience getting sick, and you're aging, and as you're aging, your faculties are, uh, are diminishing. You are, you. You, you, you are born with you're not, not able to speak, not able to walk. Uh, and then as you grow up, you seem to be getting stronger, you seem to be getting smarter. And then, and then there's a point where everything sort of stops and it, goes, it starts going uh, downhill. Where you're not as smart as you used to be, perhaps. And then you're not as strong as you used to be. You're, you get weaker, you get... Uh, and then your mind, every part of you gets weaker. Okay. And at the end of it, the, the, what, what, what I say is the reward of life. The reward of life is that you, you die. At the end of enduring all this, trying to not get sick, uh, 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 enduring getting uh, uh, aging, enduring uh, uh, all the things that you have to endure, and at the end of it, the very last, the, 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 the very uh, summation of it is that you die, and the process of death itself is suffering, and it's suffering because uh, in the in the process of death you in you have to endure uh, very deep traumatic ex experience psychological ex uh, traumas of separation, because from the time you were born up to that moment you were uh, it. it, it it may have occurred to you that you know, seeing other people, uh, seeing that uh, uh, other, others are dying around you, that perhaps you may be, you may be uh, subject to, to that also. But 
it was never a point of conviction that one day I'm going to die also. Of course, you may have thought about it you know, lightly. Yes, I'm, uh, I might die. Uh, notice the expression, I might die. And then, when, when the time finally comes, now everything that you know yourself to be, you're about to lose it. And that's, the, that's what makes the, the experience most frightening. It's not simply that you're going to be losing your, your, uh, your, the, the things, that your possessions. It's not only that you're going to be losing your, your relations. You're not going to be with your, your best friend anymore, your, your children, your family, your friends. You're gonna, not only going to lose those, but you're also you're losing your very identity. And then it's, it's being stripped away from that by a process that you have no control over. That's what makes the death process uh, the, the, the scariest. And then and going through the death process and, and experiencing these things, how, uh, these, these, uh, these things brings about uh, hallucinations uh, that are uh, traumatic also. Okay. And, and there's this thirst that happens at, at, at the process of death, a thirst wanting to continue to exist because you believe that I'm about to uh, go into, uh, I'm about to be annihilated, I'm about to go uh, be instinct. Instinct. Extinct. extinct. <laughs> You're about to be extinct. And what do you do? Then there's, there's, this, there's this strong thirst not to go into extinction. And then this strong thirst itself uh, is, it grabs on to whatever, whatever mode of identification is, is available to you. And then this is what uh, is said to be this strong thirst is what causes you to, uh, to, be, uh, to start the process of rebirth. And then you, it starts all over again. And and that's the, and, and as far as as we are as far as our experiences are concerned as about, about existence, that's all we know. Being born, growing older, getting uh, experiencing old age, experiencing sickness, and experiencing death, and then being reborn again and going through the process over and over again. And that's the wheel of, of, of that's the wheel of of, of, of life. When uh, when you are, uh, it doesn't matter if you're in, if you're born as a human being, if you're reborn as a, as a, as a, as a, as a divine being. You might be reborn as a some sort of angelic kind of form. It doesn't matter which one you're born into. The, the, the those facts remain. You may not get as sick as someone get as uh, when you're in the human realm, but you do. The, the gods do get sick also. And then the gods do all. They do. They also age. They may not age the way human beings age, but there's a point where uh, they start to to show signs signs of aging. And then it is said that within the god realm, the the sign of aging is uh, is something that is it's the most horrible kind of experience for them, because they experience uh, social rejection. And social rejection is like uh, the, the most uh, the most uh, painful experience for the gods. Okay. So they all go through the experience uh, uh, of being born, aging, getting sick, and then of course dying. And it doesn't matter where you are in samsara; all these are the common experiences. And not only are you going through through these, and these are uh, uh, what you might call uh, obvious or 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 
uh, gross kind of uh, 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 suffering, but there's also some more subtle kinds of suffering that are, uh, that are that, that's going on. Okay. And you have that's why you have the three types of suffering, the six types. Of, obviously, numbers are coming at you. Three types of sufferings, the six types of sufferings, and uh, I guess the suffering is mostly in those in those in those categories. Uh, the three types of suffering uh, is uh, overt suffering, like getting a headache uh, at the moment of when you're sick. That's overt suffering, suffering that you just you're going through it and you cannot deny it. And the second kind of suffering is is a more more subtle kind of suffering. It's a suffering due. It's called the suffering of change. That uh, uh, the very nature of of things being uh, always changing brings about makes you experience uh, makes you experience have experience of suffering because in the mind of, of the when you're uh, enjoying something when you're uh, enjoying something when you are ex- uh, uh, experiencing something there is the, there is the sense that is going to continue forever Th- that it's uh, there is a grasping to it as though it is uh, 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 it's called impermanent. Impermanent, as though it is an impermanent uh, condition. And when it starts to change, and then and and then you you what you thought was real, and and you now you're losing this grip on reality, and that causes suffering, and that's the suffering of change. And the uh, the more uh, grosser level uh, of the suffering of change is like, for example. Uh, the way they explain it, that you're you're feeling uh, the need to exercise, and you start you start walking, and then the walking starts feeling too, it feels nice, and you keep walking, and you feel keep walking, and, and then you start to get tired. So the the very thing that the, the 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 walking that you were doing that was feeling nice a moment ago, now it has changed, and now it's painful, and now you need to sit down. And then at first, at first, when you sit down, because you are relieving, you no longer you're stopping the suffering of, of, of the pain of walking. Now the the experience of sitting down f- seems to be pleasant, and you're enjoying sitting down. And after a while, sitting down becomes painful. Then it ends up being you lie down, and lying down feels nice. And if you stay lying down for a long time, well, I haven't tried it yet, but. Uh, <laughs> I, I want to test that one out too. <laughs> you, just, you lie down for a long time, and even that, after a while, that becomes painful, and you have to get up again, start walking, and that becomes painful. So, it, it, the changing is the changing nature of things. Okay, so that's the suffering of change. Okay, so you know, it's 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 uh, remember it's the uh, well, uh, this next thing sort of explain all the other sufferings, and this suffering is called uh, pervasive suffering. It's because of the very nature of the kind of body that we have, the very nature of the kind of mind that we have, because they are born from, they, they, they are born from uh, actions motivated by uh, 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 what is called innate ignorance. It's because that is the, 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 the foundation of all these things. That's why they are permeated with ignorance, I mean permeated with suffering. Even though you may not be experiencing, like somebody could be very healthy, uh, with, uh, you know, it, it seems like everything is going well for them, uh, but th- it, that because that person 
is not enlightened, an enlightened being, that person is in that person is the truth of suffering. That person's life is the truth of suffering. They, um, they may have everything they, they they want, or their family loves them, their friends love them, um, everything they want to do, they, they end up doing. So they, they they are enjoying their life, uh, pretty much. But because of the underlying uh, 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 because of the uh, the foundation being that of ignorance, that is called the suffering of change. It's not it's not to point out to say that that person is miserable and that person doesn't know it. It's not to say that when the person is enjoying his friends, enjoying his uh, his uh, family, that person is enjoying uh, the possession. That means that person is suffering and that person is miserable that person doesn't know it. It means those things that the person is uh, experiencing their, 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 their foundation is, is, it's, is, is not stable. That, that person, no matter how healthy that person appears to be, that person is going to die. No matter uh, uh, how wonderful the person's friends are, no matter uh, how how uh, how many things that this person possessed, those things themselves, he will, that person will have to be departed from them. Okay. And those things go, go to the pot and they are changing themselves. Okay. So that's what the truth of suffering is about. So, you, so when in Buddhism, when in Buddhism refers to something as suffering, it's not only referring to the gross, uh, evident, the obvious suffering. It's referring to the fact that because the underlying nature of all these things that, that we're experiencing because there are things coming from out of uh, ignorance that's what makes them suffering okay. so that's the, the truth that, that's the first truth the truth of, su of, uh, of suffering uh, the second truth is the truth of the origin of suffering in the sense that, that the, the, it's like the, the hope now the, the as you are, as you look at your at your existence, as you look at look at your life, then you look at it for what it is. Then you notice that it's, it is the, of the nature of suffering. And when you realize that it is of the nature of suffering, then your the natural thing that you want uh, that you come to is where, where where did all this come from? Okay. If it has if it didn't come from anywhere, then you're stuck with it this condition forever. But if you can f discover where it came from. If you can discover the cause, then you can do something about it. Okay. So the second, the second truth is the truth of that. Yes, there is this this condition of suffering has a cause. And I may sort of men mentioned uh, uh, one of the main causes is uh, ignorance, but the other cause that is also uh, usually uh, connect uh, stuck to it is craving. Because of, and it's not just. Uh, craving in the way like you know I, I crave uh, uh, Earl Grey tea or I, I crave uh, ice cream and chocolate of course <laughs> actually I don't like chocolate ice cream I like to eat chocolate but I don't like I like um, butter pecan right. do I take notes <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just craving in, in that sense but more it's the, what that, that fundamental craving for existence and it is due to uh, a fear that uh, a fear of going out of, of existence, entering into uh, non-existence. 
Okay, it's, it's, uh, that fear makes us make make makes us grasp onto trying to wanting to exist, and it, and, and it doesn't matter how we exist as long as we're existing, we are, we feel some sense some sense of satisfaction or some sense of of uh, sort of uh, alleviating that fear of of ceasing to exist. So that's the main uh, main uh, craving that, uh, mixed with ignorance that is causing uh, that is the cause of the condition of suffering. And of course, out of that, out of that, uh, that that fundamental uh, uh, craving comes the other kinds of cravings that we know of, like the craving for ice cream, craving for uh, Earl Grey, <laughs> those kinds of things, and 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 being motivated uh, by those things, and then not understanding how the true the true nature of of, uh, of reality is supposed to be, but not only not only in the state of not knowing the true nature of reality, but, but, but super, superimposing upon reality a nature. That is, uh, ignorance is not only not knowing the true nature of reality, but it's, it's thinking the true nature of reality is, is one particular way. And that's the wrong way. So this wrong understanding of, of reality is what is, uh, and along with craving, is what is at the fundamental uh, cause of, of, of the condition of suffering. So when you discover that these, these two are the fundamental cause of, of suffering, then the natural thing you want to know, uh, uh, because it is a cause, and anything, uh, if you remove the cause of something, then the, the result of that cause will not, uh, there will not be a result for, for that cause. So the, the third path is the path of uh, what, what, what would it be it is uh, it is referred to as the truth of uh, the truth of cessation. Uh, sometimes refers to as the truth of that uh, that there exists a, a, a way of of exi- there is a way of existing where you don't have to uh, uh, exist in the first way, the first way of 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 being of of, uh, of suffering. So you can exist and not have to not have to not have to suffer. Okay. And and when when you are convinced of, of, of that state, when you are convinced that there is such a state, and and the purpose of arriving at seeing this as a truth is. Uh, when you're looking at the, when you realize the first, the, the first, uh, the first stage that oh, my, my, my life, you know, is my 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 existence is suffering, and you're convinced of that, but if you do not have the uh, a conviction of that there exists the, uh, the complete opposite of that, that it exists in a way where there is no suffering, then you will go into despair, you will go into uh, you, you will go into into depression. And you will start to, uh, in 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 the in the beginning, what was interesting enough, what part of what was causing the grasping onto this kind of existence was the fear of going out of uh, not existing. Now, when you when you when you come up with the realization that this condition this condition is suffering, and you're convinced of it. If you do not have the uh, the conviction that 
you can exist in a way that is where there is none of that, then you will crave non-existence. You will crave for you, for yourself not to exist. And it is uh, it is this very uh, uh, this very understanding that. Uh, gave rise to a lot of different schools in India uh, uh, and that existed even before the, the time of the Buddha where uh, achieving liberation was really sort of like uh, achieving non-existence where you sort of like uh, uh, take yourself out of existence and, and that was a spiritual path how to extinguish yourself uh, and, and, some, and, 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 and these people were very uh, they weren't just uh, you know, psychotic people go, uh, who, who were locked up, locked up somewhere and then did sort of some sort of cult in some sort of asylum. These were, these were uh, very powerful yogis. And they came up with powerful systems where, they, where you would experience yourself, where you experience a state of, 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 of uh, I guess, a, a trance, you could call it that, where it feels like you're, you're, you are no longer existing, where, it, where you stop the mind uh, from, uh, from, from any, what do you call it, any, what seems to be you stop the mind from moving. And when you stop the mind from moving, you, the mind is no longer perceiving, the mind is no longer experiencing, so it's, and then uh, the, the sense of, uh, of, of existing seems to have a, uh, being uh, eliminated, and it and it seems like that person, for that person, it seems like they've gone out of existence, and they, they consider that they they consider that uh, that uh, trance to be the ultimate goal of of, of the spiritual path. And the Buddha, uh, it is said that the Buddha himself tried this method, and then when he arrived at that at this trance. And uh, what for him? What it, when he further analyzed this trance, he's, he's noticed that it's just that the mind is just like you know, quiet. It's like uh, you, you, it's like you're going to sleep. You know, you're, you, it, it, uh, think of uh, soldiers in, at, at war; they go to sleep. But when they go to sleep, the war doesn't stop. When they wake up, maybe they may not have been fighting. Or they may not have been fighting while they were asleep, and maybe they were in their dreams, but. They, once they wake up, the war starts over again. So this condition where you just bring the mind, where you bring yourself into, into uh, uh, I, I guess, an, an experience where you, it feels like you're, you're, you, you stop, you're, you, you, you put an end to your existence, it's like just going to sleep. Except, 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 except uh, instead of going for, to sleep for like uh, eight hours, you go to sleep for like maybe eight trillion eons or something like that okay. and then, but eventually you have to wake up and you have to go back to experience all these things a, a, again uh, so the, the, uh, knowing the truth that there is a way of existing where you're, no, where you're continuing to exist and yet you don't have to experience the first kind of existence of suffering anymore and you, when, when you're convinced of that then that's where the, the next truth comes up, the truth of, of the path. And, it, and the truth of the path is, uh, and that's where you have uh, uh, the Eightfold Noble Path, uh, not, that's where the other list comes out. Okay? 
uh, and then that's where you have uh, uh, Theravadan path that's where you have Mahayana path within Mahayana you have Vajrayana and you have all these different kind of paths okay? they're, they're all the, the, all these different traditions all these different paths is because of a recognition this condition I don't want it I want to change okay these, these are the things that are, that, that, that are causing this condition these are the things that I have to stop that I have to no longer engage myself in okay there's the condition that I'm aspiring to I may not know exactly what it is like not, I may not be able to truly fully appreciate it but, but the first truth gives you the, the, the clue gives you the, the conviction that you need to con- be convinced of the, of, the, of, the, of the third truth that because, because suffering has a cause then na- logically speaking if you remove the cause then the, then the result of suffering will, will not be experienced so because of that conviction then you, you're, uh, of that reasoning you're convinced that there is a third truth and then because you're convinced that there is a third truth then the, and, and since this will also be a result then it must also have its causes and, 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 and the causes of, uh, of that is what you want to start to engage is what you want to start to pick up so from the very beginning of, as to what is the path the path is doing two acti- mainly two activities avoiding the causes of suffering and then t- picking up what would be the causes of freedom okay and exactly what are those causes of, of suffering uh, all mostly uh, uh, I would say all the Buddhist traditions all the Buddhist uh, 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 practices they, all, they, they agree as to what, what are the, the fundamental things the fundamental causes of, that, that brings about uh, suffering but they have some different uh, degrees of disagreement as to as as, as to some other things are, are they really should they be are they really uh, counted as causes of suffering okay and I don't know if you would get into that <laughs> and then as far as the the greatest disagreement as to what what are those, those, those causes that you have to engage in that brings about the, condi- the condition of, uh, of freedom that's where they, yes, there are a lot of things that they have common agreements upon but there are a lot of things that they have disagreements about okay. now if you notice that the, f- the first three truths are not really uh, I mean this, this is supposed to be whenever you hear Buddhism that's the, that's the first thing that comes out the four noble truths, and it doesn't matter where where that Buddhism is, is being taught. The, the four noble truths is like this: uh, the stamp, one of the stamps, one of the hallmarks of uh, of what makes what makes what makes a, a path, what makes a, a, a tradition Buddhist. But if you also, also notice that it's not really completely Buddhist. Any 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 uh, any any path, any religion, any philosophy can, can sort of make the four noble truths their, their, uh, call it their, their maxim, maxim? Yeah. Uh, somewhat, because it, uh, any philosophy, any religion is sort of like uh, uh, comes out of a recognition. Wait a minute, I don't think this is exactly it. And then they, they believe that it comes from somewhere. They believe that there's a, a, a place out of it, 
and that's what, that's what they're aspiring to that's why they're doing their religious rituals and then of course the, relig- the, the things that they're doing the text that they're reading reciting they consider that to be the path of getting to that, to that goal so, so the vulnerable truth is really a, a, a universal truth and, and the reason I'm saying it, uh, I'm not saying it to be uh, what is that? No, not just to, yeah, not just to be non-sectarian, but also uh, not to be uh, not, not to sound as if I'm uh, what is that term? No, uh, it will be considered in a negative way. It's like saying preach, preach, no. No, and making 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 that making that statement, these the vulnerable truth are universal truth, and that sounds very arrogant to say that, yeah. right? Yeah. As though uh, you know the the other the other tr- other traditions they don't they don't they don't make the statement the vulnerable truth. Anyway, I'm saying it's a universal truth. It doesn't matter what religion you're in, you got the f- you you accept the vulnerable truth. But they, the thing is, they do not accept it exactly the same way that the Buddhists may accept it. Uh, Christianity, for example, the first noble truth of suffering, they accept the first, they accept the first noble truth of suffering, right? Life is, yeah, they accept that. You don't, th- you don't think so, Ed? Yeah, Okay, go ahead. Huh? Go ahead, Ed. You don't disagree. Yeah, no, they, they really don't. But but uh, but they do consider that their their condition that they're living now they're living post original sin. I see what I see what yeah that's mm-hmm. that was what I was going to say. I see what he's saying that, mm-hmm. that Buddhism doesn't postulate that there was once some fundamentally pure existence that we're trying to return to. Mm-hmm. But post original sin, mm-hmm. the, the idea that I understand with most Christianity is it's not possible to exist in this realm of existence apart from the sin. In order to realize a pure existence in union with God, Mm. you have to transcend your sinning form, which includes all humanity and Mm. human morality. Mm. So the idea, yes, you you have some sin, and in order to get rid of your sin, you have to shed all the the identities of this existence Mm. as we know it. So that would be pretty close. And I would say, uh, whenever somebody postulates something, a philosophy, or religion, it is it is based on on a recognition of suffering of, of some some sort. You recognize there is something, there's a condition that you have that you want to transcend. All religions, this bad, something else good. Yeah, yeah. But as far as what is the cause of it, then it will of course that's where the disagreements are. That's why you have all those different philosophies. Okay. What is the cause of it? Oh, Adam and Eve sin. They're, they're, they're the first one, and, and we are we are connected to Adam and Eve, and that's why we are suffering. 
and some other religion or some, some other uh, philosophy may give, give another cause as to why, uh, why this condition that we are uh, in forced to endure right now. And, uh, in whatever way that they may uh, present the, uh, the transcending of it, it's, it's what we call paradise, heaven. And that's what they are. Uh, they, they, uh, there is some conviction. If you're religious, there's a conviction in you that there is a heaven. And that's what you're aspiring to. And that's why you do all those religious... Uh, that's why you, you carry on your religious path. That's why you avoid this, you pick up that. That's why you study this and not study that. Okay. So you can see that uh, what I'm saying now is why the Four Noble Truths is, is universal. Okay. Now, the, the Buddhist approach of it, uh, 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 for it is... is uh, the, the 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 way it, the way uh, the suffering is is explained in Buddhism. So from the very beginning, the way the suffering is explained, and it, that's where it has that's why it has a, a different uh, it presents a different cause. It, dif- it presents a different uh, cessation, a different state to aspire to, and it presents a different path. Okay. But but those two but those four things are somewhat recognized. Even science, even if if it's not a, even science, there's a recognition of the four number, of the of the four truths. There's a condition that we, we we are enduring that we don't want anymore. It must have a cause. Let's remove it. And there's a, there's a condition that we are aspiring to, and this is how we get there. Okay. Even science, you could so say. So what's the condition they're aspiring? To? Uh, in science. Yeah. Science, as far as I'm concerned, is the religion that whose central belief is that with enough knowledge, with enough by, by the acquisition of the truth of the function of nature, we can realize the meaning of life and the freedom from all ignorance. Science teaches you that if we you know, know enough, learn enough, experiment enough, isolate enough variables, analyze enough, then So that's the that's what you're aspiring to, freedom from ignorance. <laughs> as a science, as a scientist. Oh, you mean, oh, you mean science? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I would say that that in science, the the idea of suffering would would relate to intellectual ignorance. So temporary freedom from ignorance, or not? No, I think permanent. I think science. Is, I think uh, fundamentally, people who believe in science with the conviction that say, you know, I believe in e- eventually, or a Christian believes in, in God, that they believe eventually, yes, that this can be accomplished. That some of them might even believe in this one life. Yeah, but for each for each person, it's impermanent, or or is it temporary or long lasting? I I, I don't I don't I can't speculate because now you you know now I'm talking about you know, what each scientist believes, but I really think that. In order for anybody to pursue something with real, real conviction like that, I think a, a scientist with real conviction believes that he can, he or she could totally alleviate all ignorance in a permanent way. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, what would be the point? Control. Control? Yeah. What do you mean? That's what I mean. You know, uh, in a sense. Or control you, your yeah, environment. You, you're trying to control matter yeah. in yeah. your environment. Mm-hmm. You're trying to manipulate it into a form that's more efficient. 
Why, do we, why are they trying to control nature? Because they're experiencing nature in a way that, they don't, that it's unpleasant. Right. So, so they want... The unpleasantness. Yeah, man. I, 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 well, okay. No? We like, can talk about this later. Because, I, mean, I think that that's really taking this other stance. It's pretty, you know, uh, I think that Christians and scientists believe that we live in a, a state. We are humans. And we exist there. And there's nothing wrong with it, good or bad, except your mind makes it that way. No. Christian thinks that? Your mind makes it? Yes, you're not, we're not born into, we're not hell. You know, we're not born into an evil world. You know, we're born as humans, and this is our uh, thing. Uh, I guess you're saying that they're saying this is the cross that we have to carry is, is being human. Is that what you're... Yeah. I mean, but we're not in heaven either. I know, but that doesn't mean it has to be bad. Wait, well, are, are, wait a minute, are you saying that Buddhism say we are in hell? No. Uh, we're talking about, I'm trying to talk about other religions. Okay. Are you saying, are you making that statement comparing it to something else? No, you had, you, you had pointed out that you thought that the, this kind of was a ubiquitous thing, and I think that uh, it's like you have a hammer, everything looks like a nail in some ways, and so it's easy to read into them that, but, you know, I was brought up Catholic, and, you know, um, there's some fringe groups that think that all humans are, are evil, mm-hmm. okay? that they were intrinsically bad, uh, but in general, I don't think that's the case. I mean, it's just that this is your job, and you do it. That's all. But, but Christianity does postulate imperfection, right? Post-original sin, it suggests whatever, you know, whatever way you want to present it, all humans are afflicted by this original sin, which they can't rectify except by being brought into God's kingdom of heaven. Is that not the case? But it's, well, I mean, that thread is there, but it's not that we're suffering. You know, it's not that we're dissatisfied. You know, it's not that um, that you need to get out of this human birth because it's so terrible. Because it, it, it you know, the the Buddhist religion, because of multiple births, you know, gives a reason, or the Buddhist philosophy or whatever, gives a reason to progress to 
no, no, no. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not uh, making the statement that uh, uh, being born. Well, I guess I've so, sort of stated something like something <laughs> similar to that. Being born is a curse, kind of thing. Yeah, being yeah being human. Uh, but but the the, the point I'm trying to get to is uh, when I when I stayed uh, w- w- see I, I knew I was going to get into trouble <laughs> but saying it's universal <laughs> when I, throwing that thing universal out there is that whenever someone is moving if you don't just stay in bed if you don't just even if you just stay in bed if you the very, very, uh, very idea of, of changing from one state to another state is because there's, there's the idea of, let's say you're in a, even if you are in, in an amusement park, for example, and then you're enjoying this ride, and then you decide, oh, let me go into that ride, do that ride. There's something about this ride that is no longer satisfactory. You may not be. It's not, it's not because that it's, you know, there are nails in it and they, and and and, and uh, it's it's painful and you're bleeding because and and you're chained to it and, and you want to come out of it. But it's just that there's something about it that is unsatisfactory, and that's that's what I'm referring to as somewhat the first noble truth of recognition of suffering. And then when you see something else that you're aspiring to, then that is your uh, that is your uh, the, your third truth. And you, because you believe it to be a condition to be different from this that will be more satisfactory than where you are. And in everyone, whether it is religion, whether it's philosophy, even whether it is science, there is this. There is this. Why? The very idea of right, trying to invent something is because what we have is not good enough. We want something better. That's, that's why you go into business. That's why you yeah. make things. Yeah. That's why you make anything. Yeah. The Christian... Yeah, that, that, that's the motivation behind that's, every. That's the basic drive of, of I think, mean, not just humans, but of being, of, beings, <laughs> of sentient beings. Uh-huh. The basic drive of sentient beings. Yeah. Pleasure seek, pain avoid. Yeah, pleasure seek, yeah. pain avoid. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and uh, f- for the scientists, uh, uh, what is their goal? I want to go back to that. Uh, I have a friend of mine who considers himself pure scientist. And, and, and as far as he's concerned, uh, the ultimate goal would be uh, to continue in a body that's healthy, that doesn't age, and his mind continues to uh, understand everything. So he wants to be immortal and omniscient. And omniscient. He wants to be immortal and omniscient in this body of his. So he, uh, the manipulation, his path is to Control nature in such a way that the body continues, con- continues, and his mind expands. And his mind expands. Yeah. yeah, and I think that's the goal of, of science. Some scientists may may uh, may laugh at what uh, at this, saying because they say, oh, it's impossible, but incrementally, in- in- incrementally, yes. yeah. incrementally, that's what that's what that's that's what yeah, they're they aspiring to. Because there's there's always these little steps. Okay, let's make the life last a bit longer. 
let's make it last a little bit longer, a bit longer, a little bit longer. So in the end, they're thinking that maybe they make the, uh, they, they'll cure death. And you, you've heard already that there's uh, science, some, some scientists who believe that uh, already that the process of aging, the process of death seems to be an anomaly. So, the, the, so eventually they will see this as a disease and they're going to look at it, okay, how do we cure this disease of, called death, disease called aging? How do we cure this disease called being stupid? Okay. So that state of being uh, immortal, omniscient, that would be like the goal of, of, the, of the scientist. And in a way, it's not just the scientist, it's not just the goal of the scientist. I think it's the goal of everybody to be an immortal, omniscient. It doesn't matter if you think that it will be achieved or if you, you need to have a body made of light in order for you to be omnis- uh, uh, immortal and omniscient. Okay, that's, your, that's your how you see it. Okay. And some people say, oh, you, you need to be in a body that is completely made of mind to be omniscient. See, the thing is, they're still aspiring to that omniscient immortal. And uh, the my friend who's the scientist uh, believes that this is the only chance to do it because he doesn't believe in rebirth if he doesn't do it now he doesn't, if he doesn't become omniscient and, and, uh, and immortal in this life that's it that's his last chance there's no more and I would advance that in all religions you know again as much as I understand that that idea of immortality and permanence still an, ob- an object of desire and a goal because all of them that as I understand them the, the monotheistic religions mm. and even polytheistic religions the vast majority of them that I understand postulate a heaven yeah. and the heaven is the place where all the good things last forever forever yeah, yeah. as all the religions yeah. you can have this mm. and you won't lose it mm. and it won't deteriorate mm. and it'll go on yeah. and you can have as much as you want yeah. And that's happening <laughs> in every religion. Yeah. Every single one. Yeah. So that's essentially what they all want. Yeah. That's not necessarily tied to omniscience. Yeah. Omniscience? The Christian tradition I grew up with, you're discouraged from trying to... Oh, trying to, yeah, trying to get yeah. omniscience. Yeah. Yeah. Heaven forever, that's one thing. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, your yeah, no, no, no. stupidity stays. Omniscience, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, is a science thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. No, that's like uh, aspiring <laughs> to God. Yeah, that's... That's no, no, yeah. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess the omniscient, the the knowledge part of it is that we will come to know God in some way. We will come well, to be able to yeah, see God directly. Yeah. yeah. And if you know God, I mean, if you see God, what else do you need to know? Okay. So this was a very weird uh, presentation of Four Number Truth. <laughs> 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 the reason for pointing out the, the the end part of it that made it weird is not is is to so, so, so you already you already recognize the formidable truth. That's what I'm trying to say. In 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 an unconscious or subconscious way, you already have you already are motivating. You already are acting out of the formidable truth. The thing is to bring it out, and make it a conscious effort. What is it? What is the condition that you that you find yourself that you don't want you want to transcend 
and the state of transcendence, what is it, how you picture it, and what do you consider to be the cause of what your, your condition. No. And we all, we all act, we all behave from, 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 those, from those understandings. If I think that it's, my condition is this way because my parents didn't do this for me, then I'm thinking, well, this is the cause of my condition. If I'm this way because if, in order for me to get this, I have to, okay, make sure uh, this country doesn't exist, <laughs> make sure, make sure uh, these people don't exist, then I, can, uh, then I can have my condition. Then you will act. Then you will do what you think you need to do so you can have your, your heaven. Okay. All right. I think that's, uh, that's it. If we have any questions. And, of course, since this is uh, uh, supposed to be introducing uh, Buddhism, so if you happen to have read something, if you happen to have heard something concerning Buddhism, and it's sort of like, wait a minute, that, is that true? Or, or you think it's true, you might, might want to uh, bring it up. Okay? You, you can ask questions about those. It doesn't necessarily have to be, while we're talking about the Four Noble Truths, you, you can only question things about the Four Noble Truths. It doesn't have to be that way. Yeah, whatever you want, you want to question. Whatever question you want to ask. Okay, okay going once. <laughs> All right. Uh, we don't meet next Saturday, next Sunday, right? Sunday is a big. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Next Sunday, everyone Sundays. should be here. The next two Sundays. Like you said, the flag is the thirty-first. Okay. So, everyone should come. We're not going to have this class, but we're going to have something very exciting here. Uh, uh, <laughs> it will be... Uh, <laughs> that's the first topic, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so there, there's going to be a, a, a first in the West. And it might be... It, it, I think it's going to be... It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna. It's, uh, what you call it? It's gonna set the precedence. I think. I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be monumental. There's gonna be big minds in this room. Really? <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be really big. <laughs> I encourage you to invite your friends and come let them participate in this historical event. <laughs> okay. Alright, so now we're going to recite the prayers in both the Tibetan and the, uh, and the English. 16.
visualize as a Buddha field, I offer it to the merit field. May all beings partake of supremely pure Buddha field. Idam Guru Ratnanam Dalatana Niyataya. Dedication. By this virtue, may all beings perfect the accumulations of merit and wisdom and achieve the two holy bodies that arise from merit and wisdom. Oh, you can ask. Uh, <laughs> next Sunday. <laughs> three, three weeks. Clarify the meaning of Idam Guru Ratna Mandalakam uh, I it basically say I offer this mandala to the divine guru. Please enjoy it. Yeah. 